Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This week on Thinker Girl the podcast. Hi guys, it's Emma Chalmers from ribology.com.au. This is what's coming next on the Thinker Girls podcast. The yeah. ego hates not being able to be in control of the situation. So what it does is it wants to feed you a situation that tells you it's all right, we didn't need it anyway. The Thinker Girls, hello. Hold up. Hello. Hi. The Thinker Girls. Thanks for <laughs> joining our show. Hello. Hello. Hey, guys. Hi. Hello. Oh, hi, girls. <laughs> the Thinker Girls. All the thoughts you're thinking but not saying. You're listening to Thinker Girl, the podcast with the Thinker Girl, Stacey June. And Christy Mercer. Very thirsty Christy Mercer you're speaking to right now. Yeah. You could just have a bit of water to change that. It will not go away. It's like when you're, you know, when you're hungover, it doesn't matter how much water you have, that it just bloats you and it's not helping. Well, I'm not drinking at the moment, so it's certainly not that. It's the fish tacos we had earlier with just like basically half a salad onion in there. And okay. I just, I feel Who like I. Who calls I'm, red onion salad onion? My PS? whole family. Yeah, well, I they don't call care. it salad <laughs> onion. I've got, I'm here to tell you it's incorrect. I feel like I've been trekking through the desert for about eight weeks. <laughs> Had dramatic. You had a bit of red onion in a fish taco at lunch. <laughs> You're not in the Amazon. Like, can we get some perspective? The Amazon's a jungle. It's actually not a desert. Oh, <laughs> fair enough. Got you there. Hi, guys. Hi. We are two chicks that are talking thoughts you're thinking but not saying on this podcast and our night show nationally on the Mix and Kiss Networks from 7 till 9 during the week. There is no place you won't find us. No, we're just everywhere. My girlfriend said the other day, which I don't speak to her too much anymore, and she was like, oh, you're everywhere. Like, as from a, from a, a, a listener or a follower, that's mm, amazing. Mm. From a girlfriend, that's quite annoying. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're everywhere. Like, as in, I've got my fix of you. Or, like, you're around. It's like, well, no, actually, you're not around. Mm. I haven't spoken to you in months. Oh. So to say, you know, you're everywhere, it's a weird thing to say. People say that to me all, all the time, like, as if we're continuing a conversation. Yeah, it's weird. Oh, so, I, so, anyway, you were saying that, and I'm like, I never said that. They're like, oh, you must have said it somewhere. Maybe it was on a video on Facebook or Instagram. I'm like... <laughs> It's that thing that you were talking about, the one-sided combo. I'm like, which, give, me, give me a call. Which is very, con- it, you know, that adds to an element of what I want to bring today because I'm very confused as it is in my normal life of who I am. Mm. <laughs> like in terms of in Stacey world bubble or in the actual world bubble. It also adds to what I want to talk about, which is conversation. Mm. Speaking of, the next lady that's about to be joining us, she joined us actually on our radio show a couple of weeks ago. Well, it was longer than that. I always do that, don't I? Yeah. It's months ago. Um, she is behind Rebel. Oh, I can never say Rebelology. this right. Rebelology. Uh, R-E-B-E-L-O-L-O-G-Y if you want to find it on Facebook or Instagram. Um, and we are talking about this particular woman who is a MindFit coach. She's also a tally personality. She does speaking stuff. She's an author, writer. But also when we met her, there was just an energy that you feel that Emma will – 
has the capacity to really transform people. Oh, absolutely. Somebody tagged us and said you need to listen to her podcast. So we did. And then that's where it all kind of kicked off. Emma Chalmers joins us on the show right now. That We're very happy to intro you. We're glad you're here. Thank you. That was a cracker intro. Thank you very much for that. We're better at them on our podcast than we are on our radio show. Well, you've got such little time on your radio show. Yeah, it's, oh, it's true. so quick, isn't it? It's like mm. it's like in, out, in, out. It's like quick sex, so you're just still feeling a bit unsatisfied. Bam, wham. Thank you, ma'am. Like, <laughs> like, and then someone's hit you on the ass as you go into the toilet. Like, it's over. <laughs> you know, it's quite aggressive. Um, but, yeah, no, we do mean that. Like, when we met you, there was such a great energy, and we said we've got to get you on the podcast, so here we are. Um, now, if you haven't heard us before... Uh, and you found us through Emma. Welcome to the show. Uh, this is where it was the beginnings of conversations that were on our mind that we were thinking but not saying. Um, and now we have them on the radio show as well, which is really exciting. But we each bring a gem to the table. Uh, we've got a, you know a, a bit of time to chat about that particular topic. Philip the duck will rein us in, Emma. Just so you know, yep. um, it's a duck sound effect. It'll tell us basically to shut the fuck up. You know, we've got to move on. Everyone's <laughs> got things to do. Um, and um, and then we'll um, yeah we'll get. We'll get cracking into it. Let's do a bit of a contents to give everyone an idea of what they can expect today mm-hmm. in their ear holes. Um, Em, do you want to give us a line of what you want to bring to the table today? I wanted to bring up the, I don't know, it's kind of like that awkward topic of courageous conversations. How to have courageous conversations. Those conversations where we turn around and go, oh, I could get so much resolve if I actually just spoke to the person face to face as opposed to letting your head play around with what actually has happened and it ends up getting totally distorted and you go into complete avoidance, shut it down, and you end up never resolved. Oh, this is <laughs> something I, ca- I cannot wait to speak to you about because <laughs> I am, uh, I'm somebody that does this a lot and I'm trying to, to change that, but it's a very natural space that I find myself being in this avoidance. And sometimes the bigger, the more I avoid, which I know makes no sense. Absolutely. And it's so common because, as I said, that token, theatre of the mind. Mm-hmm. Because we've had, like, if we had, it doesn't have to be from a, um, an intimate relationship, any relationship. So we have a falling out with a girlfriend, something happens at work, or that person then says, or you leave a job, or any connection that we've had unresolved, the ego fills in gaps about what really happened mm. and it's the most dramatic and it's the you know it's the most bitchy it's the most um you know it, it is, it's the most unjust version because we have to validate a certain reason why it was over or why it left or and we don't realize that if we were ever given that space to actually just speak to the person or the situation from an honest standpoint from an honest position um Everything, I mean, everything instantly resolves. Not the mm. fact that the, you know, that the relationships will um, get resolved. In you, it it's gets interesting. Resolved. We're going to kick off with that, and because I think both of our gems this week really roll into a very yeah, similar space. Do. So, um, you know, mine is that I want to talk about how I live in this kind of creative. You know, this I really try and harness and protect my creative mind um, because it took me a long time to even admit that I had one. Uh, but now that I do that. I find sometimes I live in my own world a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's, and because I, I'm on my own, yeah. it's very easy for me to be a bit confused as to what I'm, I think I'm communicating versus what I am. So it's yeah. really linked closely to you. And yeah. yours is also linked really closely. Yeah, I want to talk about um, I've just realised more and more and more, especially recently, 
that I need challenge in conversation and in all conversations so around they all roll life. in. So, yeah. Emma, do you want to continue though on, on this kind of idea? Or it's particularly I'm interested in about how our brain is kind of set up to, to I suppose, provide this to us as an initial way of approaching things. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you go right back to the primal wiring of the brain, that it, it alerts us to threats. We have this part, I mean, clearly we're not back in the day where we used to, you know, have to worry about a lion jumping over the hill and that we had to protect our village. But we have this kind of like, you know, sensory to turn around and go, where is the threat to our, back then, survival? Now it's to our well-being, to our emotional well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, where is their deceit? Are we being spoken about poorly? Is there, so there's kind of like this high alert response that we have to anything that could um, take us by chance. Surprise us, shock us, get us on the back, go, oh, I wasn't ready for that, or I don't know what to do about that. So the things that make ego, us uncomfortable are like the animal from back yeah. in the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The ego hates not being able to be in control of the situation. So what it does is it wants to feed you a situation that tells you it's all right, we didn't need it anyway. I'm really guilty of this oh, too. Wow. I'm so guilty of this, especially in the last... In the last week or so, I don't know, there's been something that's gone on in my life where it's very easy for me to be in this place where where you say the ego fills in gaps, where you, it's oh. almost like you imagine this scene of like a Mean Girls movie where you're like, totally. everybody's doing this, everyone's talking about me, everybody's ganging up, everybody hates me. Yep, and then absolutely, and then it looks for threats. That yeah. part of your survival goes, who's going to take me out? Who's the person that's deceiving me? You're in on it as well. So that's, that's why it felt like ganged up in teenage years, mm. that everyone hated you and when enter- really... Enter why everyone has anxiety. Yeah, and really it was only maybe one or two people that might have said one or two things, but because you're wanting to source out the threat of your well-being and your stability, so it fills in the most dramatic scenario that gives your mind peace as into why you need to go into a state of blocking or avoidance. Like mm-hmm. I'm talking like this isn't like from a serious threat um, why people walk away from relationships that are actually incredibly toxic and incredibly... Um, um, threatening, like as in, if I'm kind of talking about that, you know, when sort of um, something happens and it creates an anguish or it creates conflict, and all it needs is a courageous conversation to go, listen, what's all that about? But there's a difference really between happened? threat and discomfort. I think Pardon. that's what we miss. Like, mm-hmm. I think, you know, threat where somebody is abusing you, whether it's physically, mentally, whether it's you're unhappy, it's not working, you know, in a relationship or at work or wherever, those things are threats because they are debilitating the, your, you being your best self. But being uncomfortable is not the same thing. I think that's where often people will justify behaviour about reacting to an uncomfortable feeling because they tell themselves, exactly as you say, that it's bigger than what it actually is and that everybody Mm. is obsessed with not feeling uncomfortable. So then run away from it to the point where then they create situations, in my opinion. Does the opposite. Where, yeah. yeah, work starts becoming really fucked. Your relationships do start breaking down. Things do become a threat because if you avoid the uncomfortable for so long, mm. things will become threatening because you've not dealt with things, I think, mm. as well. So that's like a, a bit of a heavier, deeper end of it. But but I'm on – I'm and my I had a bit of an argument with my friend about this today because I'm very metaphysics. I believe that, mm. you know, you kind of – do in some way, shape or form, create everything in your existence. Um, I know that's a bit far-fetched for a lot of people, but I think in the end, if you don't have those kinds of uncomfortable conversations with yourself Mm. or with other people, then pretty quickly on the flip side, then things do start to become a threat because you've you've avoided Because they're in you. Because I think, yeah, I – 
I agree with what you're talking about with the whole, you know, your thoughts become your life kind of vibe. So if you're not if you're not dealing with that feeling of whatever of whatever it is, um, it's still it's stuck in you somewhere. What's your take on that, Emma? Well, the big I can hear exactly what you're saying. The big destruction of that actually is what the bigger threat, even more so, is we start to develop a data file that we collect through experience that starts to form a belief that um, I'm not good in relationships. Uh, I don't, I, uh, girlfriends will eventually walk out on you. Um, I'm too confrontational. I, 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 right? And we end up labeling who we are based on this data file that we keep gathering based on experience that starts to make us believe that we're something we're actually not. As opposed to turning around going, I actually do conflict really well. I actually am comfortable in that discomfort and I'm more than happy to have an honest conversation. If the person isn't willing to have an honest conversation with you and they were being a bit manipulative and a bit bitchy, you can kind of extract out to go, cool, I tried. I just wanted to offer you my insight, my explanation. I wanted to just let you know how I was interpreting the situation. But, you know, because some people aren't ready to meet you in an honest space. But what you have to do is put yourself into a position where you've at least put your hand up and you've at least called or you've at least reached out to go, hey, this is just at least for the point of at least honesty. You've just change your belief pattern about how you end relationships. Some relationships are just destined to end, the contract is up, the friendship's done, the work job is done, everything is expired. However, how you leave it speaks to how you create the next one. It's so interesting because I think as well, avoidance can look in so many different ways. Like you can turn the other way. In my example, particularly with relationships, I think my avoidance has been that I'm on top of it. And that I'm really out there and trying and trying to activate ways to meet people and do all of that when actually I think, well, what I've learned, actually getting relationships is about working on yourself um, and not ignoring that. And and I think I had all kinds of different avoidance factors of ways. So So you tell yourself you're... So putting out there that you're working on it yet not working on yourself is... The way yeah, you avoid it, yeah, and, uh, yeah. and so it's not like uh, it's not as obvious as I'm not going to have the conversation. Mm. It's I'm having the conversation. I'm just not having the right one. Ah, yeah, I see what you're talking about. One. Yeah, I'm not having the, the honest one, one with myself. Uh, exactly. I the von the words. I just moved away from the mic, Emma. The vulnerable one, yep. the one that makes you vulnerable, the one that's that's not the expert with all the advice. Yeah, yeah. you know, but the one that turns around and goes. I am a work in progress. I too had a reaction out of hurt, fear, blah, blah, blah. If you go to your innocent space of where everything that we do that comes from in in conflict, um, if we go into that space to go, um, I if you just go into that honest space, which is where people interpret that as being vulnerable, that is where the greatest resolve can happen Mm. for you. Not necessarily for the other person, not necessarily for the, for the, um, you know, the rekindle of the friendship or the, you know, relationship or whatever, for you. I think, you can't go I th- through life fearing confrontation and courageous conversations. You have to be able to dive into them and suck them up all juicy, take them with what it is that they're willing to offer because you can't be fearful of courageous conversations. I, th- I think that's a really good point that you make and I feel like with your, com- you know, your sense of um, 
avoidance states. Mine is sometimes the opposite. It's interesting how you said, Emma. The sto- what's the what's the story you're telling yourself? Like where you're when you're filing it away, almost that ex- oh, excuse totally. that you kind of give yourself. And for me, when I avoid things, often where it's really big stuff or people that I care about, I tell myself, I'm like, I'm avoiding it because um, this deserves more of my time, or I'll ignore this phone call now because that person deserves all of me, or I'll I'll put off this gross conversation because I don't want to spoil this. I don't know, this next bid or this this next week because this is important week. So I'll, I'll make sure that I, I put that off to a time where it's easier. And o- almost in a way, I kind of tell myself I'm doing the right thing by not putting that other person in a situation where they have to deal with the confrontation. And I think totally. that's why you excuse it. And the longer it goes on, the harder it is to kind of have that conversation. Mm. And if you've ever experienced one, if you've ever had a, had a blowout, right, and all of a sudden all you do is just the two of you, you sit down and you end up getting that chat and you kind of go in the back of your head, you go, oh my God, I blew this up to being so much more than what it was. Or that person breaks open and they tell you the truth and you go, I get it. They go, I get it. And whether it peters off and it never becomes anything else, then it doesn't necessarily matter. But so many times you can cut through the dramatic bullshit that your brain has just created in an Academy Award-winning performance to why that person shouldn't be in your life. They're toxic <laughs> and they shouldn't be there, blah, blah, blah. Right? It's a really valid, easy thing to get into. But what's really important is your mental resolve and your emotional resolve around how you choose to end relationships. You know how you always say that you can tell a lot about a man, about how he treated his ex? Mm-hmm. And you can tell a lot about how they closed their last relationship. Or it just means that they were happy to go into a confronting space that meant they might have to own their shit, put their hand up and go, cool, that's an area I'm going to have to work on in the future for myself and call it out. It's an interesting you- one because I feel like that leads me into my like um, my gem. Missed anything from the Thinker Girls this week? Shame on you. <laughs> Jokes. Hit up thinkergirl.com.au. I was joking, seriously. Even though all of these kinds of examples can be more, I suppose, more obvious, Mm -hmm. like the avoidance is more obvious, but I wanted to share how I go into my own bubble a bit. Mm. But to even go off that, I suppose, um, I suppose the way my avoidance has been, has been to be, I guess, full of control around the way my picture is. I suppose, communicated or presented to the world. So, and because of that, I don't just then kind of do that and, and hope for the best in what's presented. I I kind of preach what I, the, like I kind of walk the walk. The walk. So I, and I actually go forth and, and if I am thinking, you know, I, I've like on this podcast, for example, I want to give advice or I've got these ideas on things. That I go to therapy or I read or I do all of that. So a part of me and I know this is a bit confusing, but a part of me does live that life. Mm-hmm. So the the confusing bit is, is that I also live under it. Yep. Does that make sense? Yep. So total sense. It is authentic, a mm-hmm. lot of me, but then I also hide under some of it. Right. Does that make sense to you? So it was interesting because when you said that about avoidance and how we laugh, you know, and it's all this and this, and we often laugh about it because you talk about it all the time, Christy. Mm. And I don't suppose that I've got a, you know, a similar um, experience with avoidance in the way that that pans out. But mm. I have my own version, which I think is even more convoluted because 
it's not as obvious because mm-hmm. in some ways my avoidance is also a, is the truth of who I am. Because on the surface it looks like you're being proactive and doing stuff yeah, to make and, it and, better and, and work on it. And that's not all fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, because where you determine that on that, that's a great point and I'm glad you raised it. If it causes you no struggle, then it's authentic. Exactly. Yeah, if right. it doesn't cause you any distress, if it doesn't build up any negative belief system that you are lesser, then it's true. There is absolutely no struggle. It's kind of like when people turn around to me and they say, um, you know, they've embraced their curves or they've embraced their body image or whatever. And it's like, it is true on an authentic level when it causes you no struggle. Mm. That's when you know it's real. If you're feeding yourself that story where you kind of, you know, where you can keep getting fronted and you get sad about it and you get disempowered by it and it keeps eating at you, then it's actually not the truth yet a little bit more work has to be done through confrontation and through that vulnerability do you feel do you feel like Stace because you play that I don't mean that in a nasty way that you play that role because that is who you are but that is often your role in a lot of um, relationships in your life where often you are you know the listener the advice giver things you know you look at things a different way do you Mm. feel like sometimes if for you to not be doing that in your own life is a bit like you don't want to let anybody know because you're like, shit, there's so much of who I am and so much of my relationships are built on being that person that then not being that person all the time, it's kind of hard to speak up about. I don't think I consciously thought about it. Mm. I just realised that when my, I guess my goal this year for the second half of the year was to lose control Mm. for the sake of those that I work around and for me to be able to just lay off having to be the leader with every single situation because it's not a I don't want to be that all the time for me or for anybody Mm. um but that opened up the fact that then I would have to learn to be vulnerable uh and I would need to you know losing control wasn't just about losing control it was so loaded for me Mm. and and I had found myself the control that I had had brought so much good as yeah, well. So it yeah. was really tricky because, like I said, it is a role, but it is also very, there's very authentic parts to my personality that are a leader. And I am a person that makes shit happen. And I, I don't want to change those parts about myself, but I also know that I hid under that and are and missing parts of relationships and missing good parts for myself of that vulnerable option mm. because. A, I'm still single, and B, it's not just about a romantic relationship. It's about having that true connection with people in my life, yourself included, even best friends I've been with for 20 years. That vulnerability um, is something that I'm robbing myself of being Mm. cared for, Mm. and I I am learning that. Mm -hmm. And when you allow yourself those beautiful words of, oh, look, we're all a work in progress, we're all being presented with things in our life that show us shadow parts of ourselves. We've always got stuff coming up. So when you're in that leadership role, you know when people, and I had a client ask me the other day, do you struggle, Emma? It seems like you are on top of everything and it seems like you have, you kind of almost like roll your head back and laugh to go, oh my God, one, we're a woman. So that means there's an element of chaos that is a given inside our psyche (laughs) because that just comes with our fabulous turf. Um, But the fact is that when you turn around and just be able to go, oh, I don't know yet, I'm still figuring it out. Parts of me are still unpacking. When you give yourself permission, the parts of you will... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Always continue to be unpacking, and that's why life presents to you, which is why you said universally you get confronted with the things that you need to face or the things that, you know, um, are able to help you unpack. The minute that you allow yourself openly, like you jump to the extreme of embracing it, then all of that, all that beautiful shade, dark and light, all has its place. Yeah. All has its place. And I'm such a preacher of that. Mm. It's so interesting. And Mm. that's why I think... But it comes in different colours. Yeah, yeah. And I I think I am a preacher of it, but that doesn't mean I've been preaching it for myself. I've been doing it for myself. I always look at, you ever look at your Facebook feed? And you, like sometimes when you look at your memes and sometimes someone will just write a cracker of a meme and it'll be written and you'll go, oh my God, that's beautifully written. Oh my God, that person, that person has, doesn't have all their shit together either. They just nailed it in that one moment when they wrote it. <laughs> that was it. Sometimes you just have to look at other people around you that we think is this kind of unpacked level of perfection. But it's like, no. No, everyone's got it. Everyone's going through it. And the more you embrace it, the easier it is. I don't even call it vulnerability. It's actually just very raw, authentic honesty. But there's different levels and it looks different for different people, right? Totally. Yeah. I think that's the thing because I think you can go, oh, well, if I look like this – um, or I sound like this, or people, you know, perceive me as this, then I can't be. I also then can't be the vulnerable person. But then your vulnerability. Well, I think but then you, you're, it's not even people yourself. Yeah. If people perceive you as this, and that is a bit of who you are, then how do you be the other? You know, yeah. how do you? I couldn't. I would live in my own world, and I couldn't figure out. Well, clearly, like you know, that mm. that was always missing. Because you you de- you preach it so much, I guess, mm. or you. It's like, and it also comes under affirmations, where they say you say affirmations, and you have to just keep saying them until yeah. one day they become reality. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I think sometimes that can actually happen in life too. Mm. You know. Do you want to butt in on this conversation? Get it off your chest, girlfriend. Join in our weekly Facebook forum where you get to say exactly what you're thinking and you could be featured in the next show, facebook.com slash thinkergirls. Um, all right, Philip's gone off, so I want to bring up my gem and it's, um, I thought of this actually that it would tie in really well. Emma, when you um, earlier would just, what was it that you said? You, would, you said the word um, avoidance oh, and, yeah. the, and the different things that you avoid. Yep. And I think um, for me... There's been this level of avoidance, I suppose, of what I want from relationships and what I want in conversation um, with people and connections with people because I, I reckon if I'm really honest about, if I was really honest about looking at the relationships around me that I have in my life, that if I am, am true to getting out what I want from a lot of those relationships, there wouldn't be many left. And I feel like that's something that, I, that I've been avoiding, what I actually truly want in relationships because I'm like, fuck, if I am honest, there's not going to be really that many people around me that fulfill these things that I need. So then I've, I don't know, there's almost been this thing where I, I don't know, I pretend to be fulfilled or get stuff from people when really I don't mm. because... Oh, 
Well, that's honest. It's that's true. honest. It's re- yeah, but and <laughs> speaking of vulnerability, it's, that's honest. It's true because I really have realised, especially, especially maybe in the last year or six months in particular, that I really need challenge in conversations. What do you mean by challenge, though? Because uh, people determine challenge differently. Yeah, but my kinesiologist says it's interesting because challenge always the word comes up for me, and she's not. She said, "Let me let me be very clear on this: challenge, not challenged. They're oh, right. two very different things." And I reckon you mean challenge, yeah, not challenged. What's the What's the challenge? Well, challenge d- is that d. you you don't feel like you need to be defeated or someone needs to kind of, you know, go... Justify yourself. Yeah, you don't have to feel like you're defending yourself. No, it's no, just no, that no. you have a conversation that enthralls you, that yes. that inspires you, that may not even inspire you, may annoy you, but you feel, you yeah. uh, connect, there's life, you know. That is challenge um, as opposed to challenged, yeah. she said. Yeah. yeah, so it would be the former, the, yeah. ch- the challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where I like... And it's not a coincidence that 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 motivates you and I. Yeah, and that absolutely. We work so You're talking well about together. the ones that those um, empowered conversations where you are with an individual who has a really um, fluid... Uh, they're happy to go into um, like uh, gritty, juicy conversations, and they give you a space to have yours. Is that mm. what you mean? Yeah, absolutely. But I think it's the, a bit more depth. Yeah, the, a lot yeah. more depth. But I think the thing is, I, I don't also then want to rule out. Um, you know, conversations with people about, you know, what colour shellac I'm going to get or what my hair no, looks like. No, but no one's you saying You know what that. I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know. But I, I just feel like, I just feel but like. You need but to, no, you but need I to feel have like that and the other. I, they I need, need to be able both, to have the But capacity. I feel like sometimes I can be, I don't know, like painted as that person that constantly is like annoying or like, you know, asking questions or like. Um, you know what? You know why does it matter? You know why does it actually matter? Or you know if you know, not even that long ago, I'm thinking of a particular instance where somebody that I know um, had said, you know, was talking about a, a relationship, and I said, oh well, have you tried this? And it was the most uh, like fucking obvious thing that they were like, he did this, he did that, he's an asshole, this and that, and I'm like, yeah, but did you let him know how you felt about it? And she was like. Why do you always have to be so deep all the time? And I was like, oh. But you know so- what? These challenged, com- these challenged conversations, you know, I will have a conversation with my bestie, my best friend, about the colour of our shellac as well as <laughs> Trump becoming president as well as death in the same day. But, yeah. but that's like- the point. And you don't get – you shouldn't have to have one without the other. Yeah. But I'll tell you the thing that I think comes with – people that can provide challenge conversations or conversations that will do all of the things that Emma just said are people that are not necessarily solved because as Emma also said, people are constantly working mm. on themselves, but are secure in who they are. Yeah, yeah we're just happy to have them. Yeah. And one the of the beautiful is- things that people can say in conversation that I love, that when people say it, I like, I flag them, I go, oh, I like you, I want to hang out with you more, is when they ask me this, really? What makes you think that? What mm. makes you say that? Okay, cool. What makes you believe that? Mm. I love it when people ask you that next level of tell me where that came from. Yeah, Mm. it's true. And even like the colour of the shellac, I could still be challenged on that. (laughs) You know, but I think it also comes back to this level of honesty too because, 
I don't know, just little bits and pieces. And, and I'm obviously super hyper hyper aware of it at the moment because I've been doing, uh, you know, a lot of kind of self-work um, over the last few um, weeks and months in particular. But even little things like, um, like not drinking, um, uh, one of my mates, I caught up with her not that long ago and I, I got a soda with um, a bit of lime in it and I had a straw. And she knew that I, that I wasn't drinking. She knew my struggle with booze and she was really supportive and she, and she saw me walk away from the – because we were at lunch. She saw me walk away from the bar and she goes, Oi, just hang on. And she stopped and she lowered her voice. She said, What's that? And I said, It's soda water. She goes, Okay, that's good. And then walked away. And I was like, I love that because on one hand, I could be like defensive and why are you questioning? Why are you questioning me? Or why are you questioning, you know, what I what I drink or what I don't drink? But then I also was like, fuck yeah, that's what I, that's what I want that's from awesome. relationships. I want somebody to care about me to and care about to care about enough me enough. To go, what's in your drink? To, yeah, to come across as yeah. maybe being a bit rude or a bit controlling or a bit nosy to, to say, because I've got a lot, plenty of other people in my life that go, do you want a glass? Mm. We're, uh, we're get, having champagne. Do you want one? And I'm like, for fuck's sake. Like, I, 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 yeah, like I, I appreciate that you're, you're still asking me the question because ultimately I'm a big girl and I'm an adult and it is at the end of the day my call whether I want a glass or whether I don't or whether I want to put vodka in this soda or whether I don't. But I, I don't know. I, it's it's that, that level of relationship that I look for and I, and I don't just mean – you know, talking politics versus, you know, the other topics that we were talking about. But that level where someone gives a shit enough about me to not worry about coming across a certain way because I think it really does come back to, to but it comes back to them being all so sure in themselves. Mm. I think it actually, it's so much deeper. I I think people feel like they've got the um, tenacity or confidence to talk to people, A, that they give a shit enough, you're right, but B, that they're not worried if you're not going to like them for a second mm. and that means that they're secure yeah. or, not or that it's not even the fact that they're, they're, it's not even the don't like they're already because a lot of people will poke at you you know what I mean? we call it moral um moral signaling right they'll poke at you to have this challenging conversation um so they can morally signal to you have you ever been in one of those conversations yeah before? that's what you've got to be careful what's that oh, what's well, that? they'll turn around and they'll go like i'll be blatantly obvious Turn around, you know, like they might ask you about. Um, so, uh, are you a meat eater? You know, so obviously there's an invitation for a conversation. Yes, I am. Well, and then they give uh. that gives them the chance to morally signal to you how virtuous they are and how incredibly evolved they are as a human because they just set you up based on their questioning. Have you ever right. been in a conversation I, like yeah, that before? I, think, I have. I yeah. think I accidentally <laughs> did this today. When? I got pulled up on it, actually. <laughs> I think, well, I thought it was a joke, but I think I got pulled up on it and I think I got to stop. So my friend told me that he is getting orthotics and then as a joke, <laughs> I went and got Louise Hay's book and looked at the back to see what foot problems meant <laughs> and then he said stop fucking slut shaming me and I go what do you mean he goes this is the equivalent of slut shaming he's like I want orthotics I don't give a fuck I what Louise Hay yeah, yeah. says yeah, about this yeah, and I was like yeah. it's just a joke and he goes nah it's not and he goes this is and then went on and on and on and I was like all right can we not 
can we not compare it to rape, please? Like, this is taking a big fat fucking jump, and we're very straight. Like, this is our kind of conversation. That's awesome. And he was like, "No, but honestly, Stacey, don't, I don't, you don't need to tell me." I was like, "Honest, I so really it's like just that thought, invitation to, to yeah to put preach. my yeah, yeah. What you and think, yeah. I really did think it was a joke because I know he doesn't buy it. Yeah. So I kind of did it as a joke. I go to be honest, I really thought we had this joke, but obviously it, you don't take it as a joke. Mm-hmm. He goes, yeah. "No, because to me it's like." I don't believe it, but you are telling me that that's the way it is. It's like slut shaming. Mm. He's yeah. like, don't and wear that skirt, but I'll enforcing. be able to. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, you're enforcing your yeah. the way to which your filter onto someone else when they didn't. And that ask. is a friend that you will tell you and put you up. And I don't always <laughs> like him, but I love him. <laughs> So because he will tell me yeah. and he'll tell me because it didn't work for him and that's fucking fair enough. Like mm-hmm. I did think about it, but I can't believe because I wouldn't have thought I was a morally whatever-y person. Signaling person. No, yeah. but yeah. It, that did happen this morning. But when you're so on the far. other side of it, I mean, and it is there was no nothing intention. against vegans. <laughs> it's nothing against vegans. There's nothing against religious people. It's nothing against, but it's where you go to present yourself in conversation to somebody and they present who and what they are as a higher moral ground than you and you are now honoured to now be within that information. Mm. I feel like my dad does this a bit. But I'm just saying that you you kind of turn around and go, oh, my God, I'm being morally signalled to. My dad does this about um, just like general history stuff. So something will come up and I'll be like, oh, did that? I didn't know about that. He goes, well, do you know, you know, what year this particular war ended? Knowing that I'll say no. no. So he, he can be like, well, let me tell you. You know, and then he goes off on this rant because it's something that he's passionate about and he thinks that everybody should know. Mm. But, and you got set up. Yeah, you and got I totally set up. set up because he knew that, he, of course, if he's asking the question if I knew what year it was, well, then he's pretty much got his answer. The answer's mm-hmm. no because I'm sure he's got the Emma, answer. Emma, did you detect that um, Christy was getting morally whatever the call, the thing is with the vodka? With the what? In with what the, With the drink scenario, she said. Is that why you brought it up? No, 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 no. I'm just saying that sometimes when you were just talking about that, when sometimes you want challenging conversation, and sometimes we feel that because we're wanting to be English, right? I mean, I am the worst. I cannot do chit-chat. I am fucked at chit-chat. If you ask me, like, I find it like my, my face winces. I go a bit red. I need yeah, to drink I more alcohol. Like, I can't. <laughs> it's, the, it's the most. I'd rather be punched in the face than uh. have to sit through an inf- where I have to chit-chat, right? I can't do it. I love, I love juicy conversations of experience, right? That's just me as a person. Mm. But I'm very conscious that I don't morally signal. It's Same, something that yeah. I have to because yeah. when people come to you for advice all the time, they come to you for guidance and they come to you for coaching and counselling and you are a mind coach, they naturally come to you to have these exchanges to go, please show me what you see so you can help me solve my problem. When you're socially, you have to pull it up. You've got to you switch have to it really, off. Really, really yeah, pull yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah. And you have to kind of make sure that um, that person invited you in yeah, I've I'm always gonna, wondered um, that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna message. So, what do you? What is it called again? Because I'm gonna apologise for doing signaling. it. Morally if you, if you're podcasting in the podcasting community, Joe Rogan talks about it on his podcast okay. a lot. Okay. He's got a guest that he talks about it. That's where I heard about it on the Joe Rogan. Oh, we podcast. should. Li- I'm gonna listen to that podcast on the way. I'm home gonna apologise to my friend now for morally signalling. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Morally about his signal foot problems. Because he ground. actually said, "I just want to tell you how I got orthotics, and it's hilarious because now I'm old. I don't fucking need to hear you." Yeah, well, let him know. Let him know. Fuck, all right. I've so, always... Stacey, if he had turned around to you and said, what's your thoughts? Could there be a metaphysical reason why my feet are fucked? 
then you'd be like, oh, I'm glad you are. Which a lot of people would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, with him, I thought it was, I did think it was a joke, like I was going to take the piss because I knew he didn't believe it, but then. I guess sometimes that joke must have grown old. Mm. Yeah. We've well, probably been doing it the whole time I've you've known him. I do it for everything he rings me for. He's like, oh. That is I've got, Yeah. I, so old I now. do it all yeah. the time. But I did do it because I thought it was funny. But I guess I totally get what you mean by it. And I get what he means. Yeah. But we don't know we're being morally signaled to unless we turn away. One of the things when, if anybody's listening, you realise you're being morally signalled to sometimes when you walk away, although admittingly your own level of self-esteem plays a lot, but you walk away going, oh my God, I'm a dumb shit, I know nothing. Like you're being, like it's like you're being spoken at, mm. not spoken with. Yeah, and shamed and we always all for what you don't know or like believe. Yep, yeah, yep, we yep. all have someone like that. As opposed to someone meeting you in the middle ground of where your level of evolution is, your level of experience. Like if someone's led some beautiful fucking white privileged life out in the country where everything's been daisies and, do you know what I mean, and everything's been lovely and, and you're expecting that person to be consciously aware of the social justice system, that's you morally signaling onto a person when they don't necessarily what they've been exposed to in their life they're not necessarily meant to come with that sort of information and that sort of perspective and filter in life. Mm. So therefore, we project onto them that they must be less aware. Mm. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah. Like yeah a, that it makes, totally does. Well, that's I'm thinking a, about yeah. it. That's a real obvious one. Yeah. I think it can mm. even be more, like, even underlying, like, what happened to me. Because that's like a, you know, if you come from different situations, then that's like a, a you know, it, I, it's very clear. I reckon that that sometimes all you so need, like, all you need to happen sometimes in that situation where you're the one being morally signaled to is to be heard and acknowledged because that's what always happens with my dad. I'm like, we, you know, arguing about whatever and he's like, nap, 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 you're wrong, nap, because you don't know this, you know, goes off on a rant. And I'm like, oh, yeah. whereas I'll be like, Fair enough. You can have your point. I don't. I personally don't agree, but here's my take. And I'm like, that's all I need from you. I just need you to acknowledge, like the foot thing. You mm. could have gone, you know, um, you know, you don't believe this, but if it was my foot, this is what I'd be thinking. You know, like yeah. well, so now sometimes- I, in hindsight, just think I should have just listened and not mm. said anything, really, because mm. he's just had his day and gone and got orthotics. Having said that, though, Emma, you know, like you don't want to become a mute. Like, like, you know where's, the, where's the line like, here? Yeah. But you know what happens on that? I'm so glad you raised that. Yeah, because I don't you know just agree with everybody. Like, fuck, that's boring and not me. It's totally. impossible. You know what helps annul that? Here's a tip. Anyone who's listening, grab a pen and paper, write this down. I'm, right, I'm yeah, writing the, greatest, the text message wait, wait, wait. to my friend. Here is the greatest sentence you can ever, if you want to express yourself and not be a mute and claim your, your virtue and your vision and your filter of the world. Right, ready? I have my notes open, yeah. <laughs> this is simply my view. This is simply, simply my view. It doesn't make it right for you. It just simply makes it right and fitting Well, it's for funny me. that you say that because even our producer, we've been dealing with um, just all different ways that we work together and having conversations. And she actually said to me, she was like, I take on feedback so much better when you tell me that that's what you would do and then I can go away totally. and think about it. She totally. said those words. Mm. And I was like, that's a really good point because As opposed she's to a smart enough person to figure out what the next best move is for her. I don't have to fucking tell her. Uh, as yes. opposed to you but tailoring also, the advice to her. But yeah, and she was also like, but I really want to hear 
what you would do. Yeah. Like, I just don't want you to tell me what to do. Yeah. Her to do because yeah. let's, let's be honest. This is what we don't want. It, we want her opinion. Yeah, we don't I mean? need like, another one yeah, of us. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Well, it's actually, in, it's probably one of the most universally incorrect statements to say, I'm right, you're wrong. What is the correct statement is, is with my life experiences that have brought me to this time that I'm at now, my filter and how I see the world, in other words, the depth to which I've gone with myself, my, the ways to which that I now see the world, this is what works for me. Mm-hmm. This is what we're, I'm not saying it is to work for you. But what I could do as a friend is simply offer it onto the table. If it helps you, no worries. I'm not meant to say that how you're going about it is wrong. But what I'm just saying is I can at least offer a view of what works for me. Mm. The minute you do that, you immediately change the statement of the conversation. Immediately. You take yourself out of dominating the conversation and you contribute to the conversation by just saying, listen, that's just my view. It doesn't make it wrong. It doesn't make it right. It's just my view. And what happens is when I use it for me, it really helps me out. Take mm-hmm. it or leave it. Mm, take it or leave it because that actually is the truth your producer is going to see this show from a totally different perspective based on which you want you want you want a different view absolutely yeah Yeah, it was interesting and it is um and eve yeah and that's come naturally i think from all of us in our own ways that will bring up an offering sometimes that i'll be outnumbered you know of different interviews or bits and pieces Mm. but we'll have found that i'll say well that this is my thought but you know, we don't have to. That's just let's just put that on the table. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then we yeah. come out and and actually, then I've gone. Oh, okay, I can see why that worked, or vice versa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, we don't claim it right or wrong. Yeah. We just claim it as something that personally really helped me. Mm. It may help you. This is simply my perspective. Mm. This is simply where well, my it is opinion. That, yeah. yeah. That helps yeah. me. Yeah. Here's a tool that I've used. That really helps me. I've got no idea if it's going to help you or not, but because I love you or because I care for you or I want you out of struggle, I don't know, I just thought I'd share it. Yeah. Everything changes. Yeah. It's really good. Everything changes about your personal relationship. Very good, Emma. Yeah. This Very, very good. No, it's been, it has been very good. I've just written a text message to my friend. Do you want me to read it? it? Oh, my God. I just morally signaled you today. I didn't know what this was and have learned the meaning and done it all in one day. I apologize. Send me photos of the wedding. Because <laughs> he's at a wedding. <laughs> I'm we sure he'll appreciate it. We have a hashtag. When everyone feels that they're being morally signaled to, they have to hashtag it. Yeah, oh, morally signaled. Yeah. I love You it. guys, let us know on Facebook. Yeah, if you've or been Insta. morally signaled. Or maybe you have. Yeah. Or maybe you, you do have. it. Yeah, maybe you, you do it. Oh, Emma, this has been delightful. Hasn't it, girls? Oh, so Just good. from another mister. Oh, oh, it's the best. Absolutely. We have to do it again for Don't sure. Don't we? I have to get you girls on my podcast. I'd love that. Yeah, that would be sure. amazing. I'd love that. Um, EmmaCharmers.com.au is where you can find more information from this wonderful woman. Uh, we encourage you to get in touch if there's anything that you resonated with this podcast. And all of our other shows are available on thethinkergirls.com.au. Till next week. Thanks, Emma. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks, girls. Hey, you. Not that we're particularly pushy, but you should absolutely listen next week. You will love our guests. Yeah. Wink, wink. They can't see you wink, mate. Yeah, I know. Well, that's why I said it. Okay, I don't get it. Well, I'm saying wink, wink, because how else am I going to get across that I'm wink, winking? Oh, yeah, true. (laughs) All right, just listen in to next week, please. Were you eavesdropping on this conversation and want more? The girls are chitty-chatting away on Facebook, Snapchat and Instagram. You can download more podcasts at thethinkergirls.com.au. Hold up. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.